Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. This episode is brought to you by the GSD Academy. This step-by-step business productivity online program will share with you exactly how to shift your mindset, set boundaries, build rock-solid processes, customize your message in order to strategically grow your revenues and get shit done. Visit AngelaProfit.com slash GSD Academy. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled, and I'm so excited to talk with our awesome guest today. We actually met a couple months ago in person, yes, during COVID, but it's like she is like my long lost friend that I feel like I've known her forever. But the actionable things and the actionable takeaways that you can learn from her background and all the things that she draws from is just absolutely incredible. And so if you've, if, if, depending on when you're listening to this, I know that 2020 has, was, and has been for some people just a crazy year. And for some of us, we have thrived. And for some of us, we have taken a step back. And so it's like, what does that really mean? And it's given us an opportunity to really look at the inner world, your inner self, and how can we win as a person, as an individual, and how can we win and put ourselves out there to the outer world? And we all come together and in harmony. And as cheesy as it sounds sometimes, like we all strive, especially women, we want peace. We want harmony. We want happiness. Like I do. I don't know about y'all, but anyway. So Tracy, welcome to the show today. I'm super excited you're here. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Yay. I'm so excited. So before we jump in and talk about all the amazing things that you do for others, take us back to your journey. Like how did you grow up? Did you always love like helping people like take us back and tell us that journey of how you have gotten to where you are today? Okay. Um, I grew up in rural America, small town and in a very strict religious upbringing. And, um, that was very interesting for me. I, I love small town living, but I was definitely a super free spirited open kid from day one. And (laughs) so needless to say, um, they didn't exactly know what to do with me. And (laughs) so (laughs) as I got older, I started experiencing the same things that all of us experience when we don't necessarily look like what maybe our parents or society thinks we should look like or act like or behave like. And So each time I would kind of open up as a child into this free spiritedness, um, 
something would come up and there would be a course correction or what was perceived as rejection or unacceptance. Um, I've always loved the human body. Uh, I've been very connected with my body from day one. I was the kid that went to Blockbuster when that was a thing and rented <laughs> the Mickey Mouse Mouser size oh VHS instead of an actual movie. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how I think Rainbow Bright actually had one too. And I would, that's what I would do. And so I love it. I know. <laughs> Bringing it so back, I was, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was that kid. And, um, so my love for the body kept moving into things like gymnastics, uh, competitive clogging. Um, and then by the age of 12, I was already bodybuilding. And mm-hmm, that's because, amazing. <laughs> crazy, right? It's not the normal like thing that a, a little girl would be drawn to. Um, but I've always been very petite. And with the strict religious upbringing, I found that the only place I could feel myself was at the gym. I have a very intense energy about me and I had no way, I didn't know what to do with it. But in the gym, it was like an underground bodybuilding gym. And there was these incredible people in there that saw that in me and celebrated it. And so the gym became a place of like, that was like my church almost. It was the yeah, place where family. I could be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so that's where my journey started. And I went headlong into health and fitness. Um, and I had a couple breaks from that. Like when I was in college and things, I moved to South Florida and did some other avenues. But I always came back to health and fitness and the gym. Mm-hmm. And I hit a spot in my life. I, I had a couple CrossFit affiliates. I was married both of my children were under the age of two. And honestly, I was burnt out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was completely burnt out. I was taking care thing. of so many people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my ex-husband also had a business and I had these two little, little beings that I also needed to take care of. And I was, I had turned my own health and fitness almost into a punishment at that point. Yeah. Um, it was the only thing I felt that I could control, but it, it turned against me in the end. Um, I was also feeling called to move forward into different work. Mm-hmm. And I was resisting that some just because this is what I'd known my whole life. And it felt good to just do what you know, right? Be in that right. comfort zone, do what you know. And, um, but I find that source, God, universe, whatever you want to call the higher workings of this world. If you don't end up getting aligned and going where you're supposed to go, it will force you to go that way. (laughs) Your soul will come up and smack you and you'll have to go that way. And so I ended up um, with my own illness. I got bit by a brown recluse spider (gasps) and they're super poisonous as we all know down here in the South. It went misdiagnosed, even though we actually had the spiders and I found two of them. And, um, with the misdiagnosis, it actually went completely through my body and manifested into MRSA, which is antibiotic resistant staff. And so all That's of a sudden, major. <laughs> oh, it was major. Yes, it was major. At major. first I was like, okay. But then it literally started necrosing my body, right? It just started eating flesh. Yep. And I know that sounds really gross, but that's it what, is what it is. It, 
A hundred, and y'all, if you're not, I mean, people listening, they know like my, I was in healthcare. And so, uh, I worked for an infectious disease doctor and the number one, there was one season the only season <laughs> that I worked there <laughs> to say that, that people would come in that had been bit by brown recluse and y'all it freaking kills people. Like, yeah. and it does, it eats the, if you don't capture it, it, it's, and I'm so thankful I did work for this doctor, um, for a short period because I learned little things. Like if you are bit by a spider, um, to like take a pin and like circle the little area and like, as it gets bigger. Mm -hmm. So anyway, like I can't even imagine with it being misdiagnosed, like how that affected you. Like, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Tell us. Not but, at all. Oh God, um, really, it really, was, really it was horrible. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden I went from looking like the epitome of health, right. I had to look mm -hmm. and feeling like I had all my bases covered to literally being in a fight for my life for about a year and a half. Wow. And in that time I had to sell my gyms, which was the only thing that like really fulfilled me at that point. And my marriage with the stress of everything was also falling apart. And then my kids were so little. And so then I went through a stage of really not wanting to be here anymore um, and asking God to basically do the deed. I didn't have the guts to do it. But when you get to that point of feeling powerless and worthless and not having anything to, to guide you through, there is that piece of you that is just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, but thank goodness. Um, I also believe that the universe, God always works for us and will deliver. And yep. so he did answer my prayer and it was in the form of a different doctor. I'd been to seven who thought outside Gosh. the box and this doctor actually put me on essential oils and, and it needed to be a specific type and a specific brand to get the job done. And after all those antibiotics and all those doctors within three days, my, it had killed the MRSA and actually my skin, everything was healing up. And I had more energy than I'd had in a year and a half, um, in three days. Like it was, it truly was a miracle. And, um, you know, if you think about the, uh, three days, you know, of rising again. And, um, and no, I'm not super religious, but I'm, I'm definitely fully connected to spirit and yeah. do it my way. <laughs> yes. But I just looked at that and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this, and I got my life back. And, um, but in that period, I really had to look at it and go, okay, I always thought nutrition, working out all of these things we do were the answer, were the solution. And what I realized was that the more control I exerted over my body, the more I didn't listen to my intuition and what I was being told to do. And the more I clamped down and forced that, that was actually the worst possible thing that I could have done. And it had the exact opposite effect of what I wanted, the more sensitive my body got, the more it, um, basically rebelled against me. And it just created a cycle of, you know, going deeper and deeper down into the illness. And so I was like, what is really missing here? 
I'm missing something. The fitness industry is missing something. The health industry is missing something. And what I discovered was that the way we understand the body, it actually works completely different than what it's taught and what it's marketed as. Our body is literally feedback and it's trying to let us know that emotionally and mentally something is off. So when we're experiencing some kind of dis-ease or discomfort in the body, it's actually doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And if I had just listened to it the first (laughs) go around, (laughs) whenever it was giving me little signs, I wouldn't have had to end up so sick that there was no other option, but to go the route I was supposed to go. So yeah, dug into that, discovered all that. And so now um, that is what I do. And I've learned how to harmonize all those bodies and energies in us and to make it work for us. And so, yeah, it's been, holy crap. The last six years have just been so amazing and such a different path. And I, I just love it. (laughs) But it's like, you had to, do you feel like you had to go through all that to like get to where you are today? Because that's how you know how to really help others. Would you say? Absolutely. All of it, the divorce, the illness, all, you know, losing the one thing that I thought was my whole world, my gyms and the fitness and stuff. Absolutely. I think the biggest breakthroughs come from the largest breakdowns by far. And so, (laughs) yes, the biggest gifts come on the other side. Mm -hmm. And you don't, when you're going through it, because I mean, you know, we all go through some shit. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like, you're super like when you're in it, it's like, why I, why is this happening? I, I don't have time for this. I, but sometimes, you know what people, you just got to go through it. And Mm -hmm. so I think the outcome of that is like, you know, self-abandonment and then what type of effect did it have on you? Well, for you, you started an amazing coaching business by being able to coach others and help others because you've been there, you've done that, you've gotten through it, you've broken through And I'm sure also it helps you, you know, like when something happens with your kids that come up and you're like, you know what, this is how we're going to handle it. And this is how, you know, we're going to take you through. Like, I know you've got, um, I think you've got some videos, like your kids (laughs) and like you being that free spirit you are. And it's like exposing your kids to like the real world. And like, this is how it is. Like, That's a great thing. Like, I don't, I think that, you know, I know some people are like, oh, I don't know about putting my sister used to be, I don't know about putting my kids on social media. I'm like, let me put your kids on social media. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, I mean, that's the (laughs) world we live in. Like you've Mm got to expose them. Otherwise they're going to be curious and potentially learn the bad things and learn the wrong. And so recently somebody was talking to another mom and she's like, Oh my God, have you seen the social destruction or disruption or whatever it's called? I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, I watched it on Netflix. Like I, we know all this. I know all, this is the, I live in this world, but yeah. I know when to put it down. I know how to have boundaries. And then the kids that all have phones, like there are boundaries, but you as the adult, if you're constantly saying you can't do this, you can't do this, they're just going to want to do it even more. Yes. So like <laughs> some form of bribery, it's like, okay, if you do three hours of schoolwork and then we can do three TikToks or it's like you do this and you get this. It's like you reward yourself with that. 
you know, if that's pleasure for them because they love to dance. So there's a lot that you can like pull away from this, you know, to become a better person, become a better mom, become a better coach. So for you, when you said, okay, you know what, I'm going to start a coaching business. What did you do to get started with that? Because I know there's a lot of probably women listening. What's up guys too. (laughs) We get get most of our questions from the ladies and they're Mm -hmm. like, how did you start? How did you get into it? And what was like the first thing that you did to actually like launch a business? Oh gosh. (laughs) So this is a funny one because, um, as Angela knows, (laughs) tech is not necessarily my thing. Okay. So but you're doing honestly, when, you're doing better. <laughs> thank you. I am doing better. I know I'm paying attention and I'm asking you questions and stuff. Yeah, I love um, it. <laughs> but in the beginning, and for those of you listening, if you need help, just go on ahead and hire Angela, please. Because <laughs> here's the deal. When you try to DIY this stuff, it never works. And so, especially if you're not tech savvy, like I am, I mean, I can operate a computer and all that stuff. I can do the little things, but to build a funnel or email sequences or things like that, it literally makes me just want to gouge my eyeballs out. It is not my thing. It is torturous. (laughs) It is. I would much rather just have somebody else do it. And in the beginning, I definitely did not do what was aligned for me. I tried to do all the things. And of course it didn't work. All of my clients, um, when I switched over, of course, initially came from people I'd already known and worked with in my gym and in my community. Um, and so I started expanding that way. And every time I tried to do the stuff that isn't aligned with who I am as a person and I didn't get help for it, of course it just flunked out miserably. And, um, so there was lots of, of trial and error with it. And if, if there's one thing I can say from the get-go, find somebody doing it and just hire them and start working with them. And I promise, even if you feel like it's a crunch money-wise, do it anyway. Because, and even when you go on ahead and decide to trust and faith or have faith and trust in that process and you put your money there, it will work. I promise it will work. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have a strategy, people. Yes. <laughs> So I would say for the first four years, really of my coaching business, I struggled in and out of that um, back and forth tech thing and trying to build these funnels and trying this software and that software and doing it the way this person said, and this person said, and this person said, and DIYing all that. And um, needless to say, uh, I went back to the beginning of what works for me. Now, for me initially, it's always personal contact. That is my strength. I can, you know, do a phone call, just get on and connect with somebody that way. I'm so much better at just speaking video, phone calls, whatever. That's my jam. So what I finally did was surrender to my own strengths, just align with them. And then as I grew that base, as I've grown that base, I'm at the point where I am ready to start hiring those teams to help. And I also had to shift my belief system that I couldn't have success without all the things. You totally can. Once you get super aligned, then the person that is meant to help you is going to show up in your space, truly. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to us to stretch ourselves as needed to make that happen. 
and it will, if it's meant for you and you stretch and you give your faith to it, it will absolutely show up. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that was my manifest journey. <laughs> manifest it and make it happen. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And one thing that, that I learned about you quickly is like, you did embrace like your current community and then they reaped the benefits of what you were doing and what you were teaching and how you were coaching. And then they connected you to people and then those people connected you to people. And then, I mean, you and I both have had a very good word of mouth network. And so the thing is, is when you do it and you say you're going to do it and you deliver and you over deliver and you show up consistently for your clients every day when they need you and you're there and you help them through these things that is, it's just called life y'all. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not always <laughs> then when somebody else in need needs you, they're going to show up for you and provide mm -hmm. you referrals and clients. And so I think that everything that, that you do and the way that you help people, it's the outcome that drives them so that when they see it in someone else, they're like, Oh, this girl, she can help you. Like you just need to hire her. Yeah. And so do you have, and I laugh because when people ask me this, I'm like, I don't have a favorite, but like, do you have like a favorite outcome or a favorite story of how it was so fulfilling to work with someone or help someone that really made an impact for you as well to like help you figure out like I got this I'm good at this I can do this like was there that one person or and it's I don't want to say favorite because I'm like it's really hard to like pick a favorite but do you yeah. have that that one person or that one story you know I think everybody doubts their abilities, right? At some point, it's just natural to be like, oh gosh, can I really do this? Do I really have this skill set to help these people? Or what if this person actually already makes more money? This is a big one for uh, people in the industry, um, coaches, creatives, whatever. What if somebody comes in your space that actually on the surface and like say monetary wise makes more money than you? Mm -hmm. that can freak people out a lot as well. And I know in the beginning it did for me. Um, and I think, I think my favorite story today was, um, I was actually, and I, I know he won't mind me sharing because we've talked about it before, but one of my male clients, he hired me because he was going through a divorce mm -hmm. and, um, he made good money and he was terrified of what was going to happen. And, he goes, he was just like, I know I'm going to need your support through this. And so I got a call one day and it wasn't his normal session time and I was free and I answered it. And he was just like, I just wanted you to be the first to know that in the midst of this, I feel peaceful. I'm getting ready to buy my most favorite car yet. Ooh. And I just busted all of the, um, records in our company by four times. Wow. <laughs> and okay. the tears just poured, <laughs> you know, I was so happy for him. And I think that was the biggest connection I had to when you just serve and show up and help the client become their highest and best and show them how to be their highest and best. That's really 
all that's needed. Mm-hmm. It's not about them becoming dependent on us or anything like that. It's about them finding that groove in themselves, learning how to cultivate their own happiness, their own peace, and then transferring that into everything they do, no matter what it looks like is happening around us. And um, I, I would say that was probably my biggest turning point of like, there is no reason to ever doubt, you know, what God placed on your heart ever again. Yep. Yep. And it's like, it's, it's like a small thing to like hearing the story for some people, they're probably like, Oh, whatever. But like when you make that difference and they're like, I want, you're the first to know, like you're the first call that I wanted to make. Like it's some of the smallest things that make the biggest impact on our life. And sometimes you just have to listen for them and look for them and actually like pay attention and live in the present, be in the now and stop worrying so much about all the other things around you. Cause sometimes you just need to stop and listen. Mm-hmm. So let's just shifting gears a little bit, like, and thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. What are some of the, because women, we all have trouble with boundaries and like setting <laughs> boundaries. And so if you could tell us like one shift that just brings you peace and success and having boundaries mm-hmm. and like why setting boundaries is really a strategy, which by the way, people, we don't learn this in school. And like my parents didn't teach me this because they weren't entrepreneurs. Like they didn't know, Mm -hmm. but like, is it effective or is it not effective? Like what, what is your experience (laughs) on just the, the the big word here is boundaries. Like what's your, what's your success rate with it? So my take on boundaries is a little bit different than most in the industry. And what I discovered through my own journey with it was that every time I went to set a boundary, okay, in the, in the typical sense that we talk about a boundary, it normally comes out of a space of woundedness. Mm-hmm. It comes from a space of when we've been hurt in our past. And so we need to set this line in the sand and protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. The only issue is that is anytime you make a decision out of woundedness, victim mentality, fear, it never lands right. And there's always a cleanup or course correction that has to happen. So in theory, boundaries sound good, but if you just feel into the word itself, and if you just feel into your heart when you even think about it, does the heart feel expanded and like open and you're ready to take on the world or does it go into contraction and like, okay, I have to do this so that I'm going to be okay. And so in, in my personal experience and with clients, it's always ended up in a contraction state and eventually, yes, it'll take hold. Once you clean up all of that other course correction that has to happen with the woundedness, then the boundaries will take hold. So the shift that I work with my clients on is going from operating out of the woundedness and needing to set boundaries and walls up to operating out of standards. Mm -hmm. And if you just fill into the word standards alone, it automatically comes from a space of self self worth and value. And so you get to start moving toward the things you want instead of fleeing from the things you don't, don't. And it's an automatic shift into, oh, wow. Okay. I don't even need to put attention on the things that I feel 
wounded about. Yes, we work on those things, but in order to manifest what you want in your life, you know, the, the bridge from the desires that are laid on our heart spiritually to our physical manifestations of those is faith. Well, if you're coming from fear and woundedness, there's no faith behind that. It's actually a lack of faith. So we have to shift that into standards and it also doesn't come with the self-righteousness either, right? It doesn't come with having to uh, push things away from you that we deem toxic or whatever. You just literally get focused on what you want and move toward that. And that is so much stronger, more powerful. It's more effective. And talk about speeding up the process. <laughs> it's so much faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, and I, I love this take. I will say like the hardest boundary for me and y'all there's, there's healthy boundaries and then there's like batshit crazy boundaries. <laughs> and so it's like for me for like the first 10 years of business, like I 100% allowed it to consume me. Meaning mm-hmm. like anytime someone called, anytime someone texted, anytime, anything like it didn't matter. And I would tell people like 24, seven, 365 days a year, if you need something, like I will be there for you. And, right. and it's not that I didn't mean it, but mm-hmm. what was started to happen is when I started to experience just what you did, this word called <laughs> burnout and people would actually text me at two and three in the morning. It would wake me up because y'all back then do not disturb that feature didn't exist. on phone yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Thank you, Apple. But it's like, I didn't know how to turn it off until a mentor said, you know, there, there are some, he's like, you have to set some healthy boundaries and that Mm -hmm. stop telling people to, that you're always going to be there 365 days a year. You're not a doctor. You're not going to save their life. Like your emergency (laughs) and their emergency is not a your emergency. And right. You know, I will say like, so the healthiness of the boundaries of getting people to schedule calls or schedule a meeting having them to give them the opportunity to collect their thoughts and organize what needs to go on in a meeting. I realized that's why people are hiring us is because we're there to help them collect their thoughts and let them know what the next steps are. But I need to feel prepared too sometimes. And so not that it's a bad thing, but just you know, like you just said, somebody called you and it wasn't scheduled. It was out of the blue. And, but just think if you hadn't picked up the phone, that right. emotion and that, and so sometimes like you've got to have a little bit of flexibility in the boundaries. But again, like when you say to people and I just, I had to quit saying it, I would say it. I didn't even <laughs> know I was saying it. And so my mentor would would listen and and watch in on some of my meetings and he's like do you realize you're saying this he's like oh, you wow. need to stop saying this because mm-hmm. you don't mean it he's like right. you are telling me how how rude it is of someone to text you at 2 and 3 in the morning but you're <laughs> opening the door right and so it's like you know becoming more self aware of what you're actually saying so that you mean what you say And so when I think of boundaries, like, I love what you're saying, but I also want to say, ladies, you have to take care of you first sometimes, or you can't (laughs) take care of anybody else. Exactly. Just, you know, take it with a grain of salt and just make sure that you can work yourself up to being just whatever you're saying, 
make sure that you actually mean it. That's the, right. the whole point to that. So yeah. I, I love that take on it. So I know that you owned a gym and you were yes. a CrossFit warrior, which <laughs> I, we, we have clients there in CrossFit. And I think it's awesome if your body is, I think if I went to a CrossFit class, like I might break a few things. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I was a gymnast, but it's like, right. I'm not that, but, but y'all, you have to work up to it. So it's not like you yeah. just walk into a gym and you start like doing all the things that some, you know, some of the CrossFit people do, but I know that in that world, and we even talked about this when we met how, you know, there is a really unhealthy part of being living in a healthy world and being surrounded okay. by that of like yeah. stimulants and working out all the time and the addictive habits and the addictive behaviors. And, you know, there's good things and there's bad things and there's rare things and you can self-generate energy and confidence. And, you know, let's, let's get into the whole sex thing. It's like, what drives all that? You know, it's like people don't, they yeah. don't want to talk about that. And I love that about you because you do live a fit life, but you live a, a healthy life on the outside as well now is in the inside. And yes. so talk to people that, you know, if, if they, and listen, I love to work out. I, I don't have the time to do it all the time, but I can definitely tell a difference when I make an effort to to be on some type. That's why I'm a trainer. <laughs> Otherwise I wouldn't yeah. show up every day. <laughs> but it's like, if people are in that mindset, like share with us, like how can they ditch all of that? So if they're on stimulants, if they think they need this, if they need to, what are some healthy ways that people can ditch some of that stuff? Oh gosh. Yes. So this is my favorite thing. Um, it was funny. I, I walked in the gym the other day and I was experiencing well, let me say this first. They need, we need to spell exercise properly and understand the gift. It's actually a gift to our physical body to move emotions through it. Amen. And what happened is this, all this exercising has gotten bastardized and turned into a marketing machine, right? Mm -hmm. And so it feeds off our physical insecurities and um, needing, you know, very aesthetic, needing to look a certain way, but here's the gift of exercise y'all. It literally, and spell it with a O it is exorcising the emotional identities that try to take us over. Mm -hmm. And so instead of approaching fitness, like I used to. And what I was taught, I grew up in the eighties. And so come on, the, the fitness craze was like, <laughs> everything was low fat and aerobics yourself to death. And like, yep. that was what I grew up in. So, um, but, but the real gift here is that it is true when our body is giving us that feedback, that something emotional is going on. One of the tools in our toolbox that everybody has access to um, is being able to move it through breath, right. And through the physical movement of our body. So, um, what I work with my people on is, is, is shifting that. And, um, I got to the gym the other day and I was having some intense emotions coming up. I don't try to run from them. I embrace that intensity fully and doing heavy bag work is one of my favorite things to do. And so I ran into the gym real quick now, y'all, I was in muck boots, the whole deal. I was not <laughs> prepared for like what people would consider a workout or anything. But I knew that in order for me to be good the rest of the day, 
I needed to go get some of that intensity and let it out without projecting onto other people. Okay. So embrace your intensity. I hopped in the gym, whacked on the heavy bag for, I don't know, maybe five minutes max. Um, really let it just fly in there. And the whole time I'm in my head, just giving the world hell, right? Like I'm just let it go. And then five minutes later, I walked out. Well, there was some women talking at the front door. I know I'm there in my community and they were like, that was quick. I was like, sometimes all you need is just a quick whip ass and on the heavy bag. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this two hour deal. Your body responds to alignment. Mm-hmm. If you're aligned emotionally, mentally, spiritually, the physical body will follow. Yep. And so my, <laughs> my body, what I do for my physical um, health is drastically different than what I used to do. Um, I may dance. I may self-pleasure is a fantastic way to move emotions and to feel better. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, yep. I'm going to be really candid here and maybe TMI, but it's something that needs to be said and heard. Women... Yep. You've got to give yourself permission to feel orgasmically healthy. And there's days where I may self-pleasure three times in one day and it moves everything forward. Our number one job is to get aligned and feel good inside of ourselves. And if it's self-pleasure, if it's hitting the heavy bag, um, if it's just giving yourself some nice downtime, whatever that looks like, as soon as you get your alignment, your physical body will respond. I don't know why as women, we, at least because we grew up during the same time, it was so like the the woman has to do everything. We have to cook. We have to clean. We have to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God, like things are a little bit different now. Yes. But as I grew up and I watched this, it was, I was never the, the little girl that like, and I mean, I had a great mother who like did all that cooked and cleaned right. and raised three kids. And I'm like, I never want this. <laughs> I was the same way. I'm like, yeah, this is why when I met you, I'm like, oh my God, she's like a, my long lost other sister from another mother. I'm just like, I'm like, screw that. Yeah. I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with it, but right. that is not, there was more to life. And like, yes, yes we work hard, but then we can play hard. And yes. You earn, it's like, you know, you, you can, you can pleasure yourself in, in lots of different ways. I mean, for some girls it's shopping, like they feel amazing when they go shopping me. I feel amazing when I shop for other people because, you know, and Uh it's like, so it's like really want to think like, yes, work hard, but you know what? You're going to be miserable in your work. If you don't find something that makes you happy. And what I've learned over the years from being married and also divorced is, you know, you, you hear so much, maybe like in the fantasy movies of you're not complete until you find your other half and your other soulmate and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then one day I'm like listening to online church and the guy's like, you have to be a hundred percent complete with you. Don't, don't bring another person or a partner or a husband or a wife or, or anybody else into your relationship until your relationship is a hundred percent whole with you because you have the power to make you happy. It doesn't rely on someone else. Uh And at the time I was listening to that, I was laying next to the guy I was dating and I'm like, you know what? 
I just don't think this is going to work. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> it's like, and I mean, mm-hmm. it was like a long time coming, but it just yeah. felt so um, pushed mm-hmm. and so much pressure. And yeah. I mean, even my best friend at the time, I mean, she's still my best friend from grade school. She's like, you've always had a guy or somebody that like you're with that you always have to take care of. And I'm like, God, you're right. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want that, but I was raised that way. So I thought that that was what I needed to be doing. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I got rid of some of the toxicity and the energy. And then I was able to focus more on my business and growing that. And which brings me happiness, like, you know, and we can help more people and it makes the business thrive. So it's not necessarily about looking for the pill or the food or the right coffee or caffeine or whatever. You can be whole without all of that. It's just putting your, putting your focus and your energy like into healthy things that is going to be a good outcome because I'm here to tell you just by growing up around lots of drugs, like drugs is not the answer. It's not. No, it's not. And and alcohol is not always the answer. Like it's nice to have some, you know, wine here and there, but like to think that you're going to be happier to mask what the real feeling is under your heart. Don't Uh use the stimulants. Don't use the drugs because there's way more to happiness than that. Yeah. And I'm actually glad you brought up the wholeness thing. Um, And I want to address that really quickly just because it's perfect. What a lot of people, when we talk about wholeness, we need to know exactly what that is. And um, because, I mean, if you think about it, what is that? Like, what does wholeness look like to us? And we have two energies inside of us. Every single person has them. It, it is not reliant on gender. Okay. So when I say masculine and feminine, I'm not talking male and female. I'm literally talking about the two energies, the qualities that we have inside of each one of us. Um, the very first union and marriage that we have in this world is the union between those two energies. And so we don't learn this in school. We don't learn this from our parents either. It's learning what those energies, the qualities of those energies, okay? Harmonizing those two energies and then deliberately creating your life because the masculine, the healthy masculine energies are drive, passion, vision, um, commitment. And you have to have those things as a business owner. If you don't lead with your masculine energies, now I'm not talking male, okay? I'm just masculine energies. Those are the energies that is going to lead the ship. It has to, um, you can't just sit here and love and expect your business to grow. Right. You know, this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of people are like, I'm just going to sit here and just love everybody. No. So you've got to have your vision. You've got to have that, that passion and that follow through. And then your feminine side gets to actually come in and support that. And the way it supports it is with the little details. It's with the intuitive part of listening for the next steps. It's in, you know, when you're really moving towards something, it's looking yourself in the mirror and going, hell yeah, you so got this. A lot of times we end up using our own feminine to self-sabotage or take us out with our, the narrative in our heads and things like that. It's literally us imploding on ourselves and taking out our own healthy masculine. Like, 
So it's harmonizing these two energies. And whenever these are off, it will create that disharmony and that dis-ease and that uncomfortable. And you're going to see that reflected in your outer world. If there's something in your outer world that feels off or is not going the way you'd really like it to go, you've got to go back to these basics. And the basics is the number one relationship that we have from day one is that inner union in us of that masculine and feminine. And it's such a beautiful dance. We get to dance if we know the dance we're dancing, you know what I mean? So (laughs) I wanted to bring awareness to that's what wholeness is. It's, it's harmonizing those two energies. And, um, there's also aspects to those energies that a lot of the people that do teach masculine and feminine, they miss masculine and feminine has its dual nature. So you have the, you know, you have the ideal masculine and you also have the limited masculine, which would be like the mama's boy or the tyrant or the abuser. Everybody likes to call masculine all of a sudden toxic. No, it's not all toxic. There is beautiful qualities to our masculine side, which include that vision. I mean, without vision, nothing in this world would move. Right. So, um, such beautiful qualities there. And then the feminine qualities of flow and love in the ideal side, but on the limited, it's controlling, manipulative, chaotic. Like, so those two sides of those energies, we need to know and navigating that, um, is, is the number one thing when you're, when those are in harmony, you can't help but not feel good. Right. Amen. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good. (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) It's a good thing. Yes. And, And something that you say that I love is like, life is simpler than we make it. Like, yes don't make it so difficult. And when you're in a negative headspace, you're right. Like people, oh, that's toxic. And it's like, what about the, the, the good things in it? Like, Mm -hmm. why are we not looking at the good things? Because usually there is something good that come, that can come out of a bad or a negative. Absolutely. So if people want to connect with you, because I could talk to you all day about it, (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm like, unfortunately running out of time, but I know you have a Facebook group. So if people want to come into the group, how can they do that? Um, yes. So the Facebook group is down, dirty, real. Um, the link, <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I know we get down in there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love to be raw and you're going to get it completely raw. Um, so yeah, the Facebook group, um, I, I sent the link. If we want to yep. put it in the notes, you can just click there. Yep. Um, and also once you, um, join and there's going to be three questions, one of them includes your email. When you join, I'm going to send over um, some masculine and feminine cheat sheets and some more information on that to get you started. You can start looking at harmonizing those energies immediately. Um, And I do private trainings in there. It's exclusive content. I don't put anywhere else. Um, So you can start there. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing this. And then if they want to connect with you on social, what's your favorite platform? So right now it'd be Instagram. Um, I'm on there probably the most as far as like DM and some extra content and things that I share. Um, I would say Instagram and that's at Tracy.Bethune, B-E-T-H-U-N-E. <laughs> awesome. And we'll put it all in the show notes. And everybody that is listening today, thank you so much for your time. I know you got great nuggets out of this. Make sure that you go join Tracy's Facebook group, especially if you're in that season of 
needing to discover who you are, set some boundaries. And really, if you're in that business growth phase, that's like the best time to do this because it's going to give you the confidence to grow and the confidence to move forward. Like we started to like bring this full circle, to bring it all full circle is like, you really have to get clear on some things before you can move forward. So Tracy, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I so enjoyed it. Yay. And everybody that's listening, be sure that you tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at AngelaProfit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.